Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. You started it. Movie reviews in 20 cues. Ho, ho, holy shit. What a fucking movie to do for our Christmas special. Yes, hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast. Movie reviews in 20 cues, the show where we review a movie or sometimes a cinematic masterpiece, <laughs> by asking 20 questions about it. I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by, well, not much of you, he can go fuck himself, but Kahu, how are you? How are you, Kahu? Hi, I'm good. I'm Kahu, and you might remember me from <laughs> podcast episodes a long time ago in the past, because it's been so long since I've been here. It has been a while. How you been? What's, what's news? Oh, I've been well, you know, just... Uh, Pretending to work and getting paid for it, but you know, loving life. And now your life has become more fulfilled by watching the greatest Christmas film of all time. This is true. I mean, I hate Christmas movies, and this did nothing to change that perception. So, sure. Well, it's not really a Christmas movie; more of a transcendent experience. So, you're sweet. Yeah, it's a generic movie that just happens to be based at Christmas. <laughs> One one could say that it's like the sister movie to Die Hard. In a lot of ways, yes. I mean, a, a beset upon man. No, I'm not going to... Oh, I'm fucking spoiling one of my answers. I'm spoiling one of my answers. Uh, yeah, so as you guys can tell by the name of the podcast, we are doing Jingle All The Way, the 1996 family comedy Christmas film. Had you seen this? I mean, I, I, I do recall I'd seen parts of it maybe, but a very long time ago. So aside from knowing it was something to do with... Some guy trying to find a, a toy from a toy store at Christmas. That was about it. <laughs> Which is basically the movie. I remember watching it as a child. I do not remember it being this insane. Yeah, neither. Yeah. Uh, looking at reviews for this film. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to start with more gentle ones first. 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 34% on Metacritic and 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. What the fuck are these critics smoking? <laughs> Legitimately. For those who aren't going to bother re-watching this, what's the plot of this film, Kahu? You're the one that's seen it the most recently. I say is two guys that watched it about half an hour before we <laughs> recorded it. Yeah, so so basically it's about a dad who didn't listen to his wife and buy the present that his son was after for Christmas and realises on Christmas Eve that all the stores that have it out of stock. So he has to come up with some way to find his kid this doll for Christmas. He's a bit of a one of those dads that puts their work before his family, so there's kind of this whole redemption arc thing going on. <laughs> what kind of dads are we? We don't put work or anything before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't put work before our family. Yeah, yeah. We put everything else before our family. <laughs> yeah, and work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. Well, normally... We do that when we've got three of us, but Machu fucking Captain Awesome. Here's a, here's the first question for you listeners. If you send a message around and it says, hey, you guys keen to do Jingle All The Way next Tuesday, and you get back a thumbs up in the Facebook messaging group, that means he's in. I mean, you'd have to ask all his Tinder partners. <laughs> what does Machu mean? <laughs> I'd fucking rather not. One of the great mysteries of the universe. <laughs> there is no explanation for Machu, but... We normally do that, but instead, because we only have two of us, we're going to ask 13 questions that can be applied to any film. We're then going to move through three personal questions each that we thought of while we were watching this film before finishing on a Patreon question. 
Why don't we always start with compliment sandwich? One thing good, one thing bad. If we like this film, if we like this film, if we like this film, <laughs> it's a big if. Uh, a good thing. Uh, oh, Phil Hartman is just so good in The Simpsons, and so tragic that uh, yeah, his uh, his demise. So it was it was good watching a movie with him in it, even though his his character was super annoying, which leads me on to my bad thing. And that all of these actors are just some of the most annoying actors of the 1990s. <laughs> all of them, like this period and I will not sit here and hear a bad word about Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, Sinbad, all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies in this period were him just trying to push his acting chops a little bit too far <laughs> uh, beyond his action hero roles. Yeah, oh, even... Uh, even uh liz uh rita Rita wilson Wilson. yeah Yeah. her and this is actually my second bad thing so i'm going there what (laughs) and her character was just so unrealistic she was just so accommodating and i'm sure liz will appreciate this was so accommodated of accommodating of howard being so utterly useless leading up to christmas he was he was never at home which is probably a year-long thing forget stuff all the time and she was just kind of like oh well and even when she kind of did have enough when uh howard broke into the neighbor's house to to steal the other kids she was just like oh yeah okay howard and then just kind of walked off like barely got angry at all she she had no agency whatsoever right i mean like on the flip side of that was this like obviously hugely creepy dude hitting on her the entire film yeah. and at no point is she like get the fuck off me yeah what yeah. the fuck is your fucking problem you fucking dirtbag <laughs> yeah i mean i i know it's arnie and he's like the what is he the the austrian don't you say a bad word about man god like, i will punch you in the dick <laughs> but yeah like she was just kind of like oh well you know He's trying his best. I'll punch you in the dick like Jake Lloyd punches yeah. <laughs> punches Sinbad in the dick when he runs off that fucking float. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm giving this one the shit sandwich. Well, that's a shame. As a score out of 10,000 Turbo Man dolls. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere between the, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic. Right. So... Yeah, let's go 3,000 Turbo Man dolls. That's not a lot of Turbo Man dolls. I mean, this this film was based... I mean, 3,000 is a lot of Turbo Man dolls. <laughs> Only one of them would have made Jake Lloyd happy, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still, that's not a lot of Turbo Man dolls. I mean, Man there's dolls. just like... The, the parade is over-commercialized, and it's just... It's it's like it's a 10-minute gag on a, on a syndicated comedy show that is extended out to an hour and a half. You That's could, basically it. You could see this being the plot of a two and a half men episode where Alan Harper has to get his Yeah, dead. yeah, it's basically it. It's like, oh, he's going to try get a doll here. Oh, I can't do it. He's going to try yeah. again here. No. Let's go over here and see what happens. Yeah. And all of the characters are just so wooden. Okay, this yeah. is enough out of you because you can eat <laughs> shit because I'm going to go my first good thing. I reckon it's got a nice family-centric premise. That really conveys the true meaning of Christmas, which is commercialism and disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the next good thing. The movie is grounded in reality. There is absolutely no insane parts or plot holes. 
in this entire film. I doubt we will come up with any while we're watching this, while we're going through this podcast. Final thing, great thing. Who am I kidding? It's fucking insane. <laughs> this entire movie is fucking insane. Yes, I'm going the hyperbole sandwich. Yes, my real score is about 2,000 out of 10,000. This movie's fucking stupid, but I'm going 50,000 out of 10,000. I love this shit. From start to finish, it is fucking batshit. Would you watch it again tomorrow? Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm going to go watch it after I you think, go home. I mean, and this is surprising given that we're 200 plus episodes in, but I think you've created a new sandwich. I think you've created the sarcasm sandwich. <laughs> the sarcasm sandwich. <laughs> I'm throwing a sarcastic hyperbole sandwich down. <laughs> Sarcastic hyperbole. The, the sucker's bollock. Yeah. It sounds a bit rude. Yeah, the sucker's bollock. There we go. The sucker's bollock sandwich. The sucker's bollock sandwich. The Sandra bollock sandwich. <laughs> Machu would approve. Or maybe, Machu would maybe approve. Maybe he wouldn't. No, maybe no, no, because he, he, he loves fucking being sarcastic about Sandra Bullock. So yeah, it is. It's a Sandra Bullock sandwich. <laughs> there we go. We've created a new, a new sandwich. Oh, I'm so proud of us. Uh, anyway, let's move over to question number two. What is it, Kahu? Question two is, what was the biggest dick move in the movie? Okay, so I've ruled out pretty much everything that Arnie does, everything that Sinbad does, everything the fucking neighbour does, because every single fucking thing these guys do is asshole moves. I'm going to go with the neighbour's dopey fucking kid who wishes his, mate, his mate's parents get a divorce. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's no, like, oh, my dad that. never used to be like that until he fucking divorced my mum. Now he's just a fucking suck-up dickhead jerkbag of a fucking dad. Oh, it's amazing. Hope your kid, hope your parents get a fucking messy divorce and you have to go to court and cry all the fucking time what a fucking wanker <laughs> fuck that little shithead <laughs> yeah that's true i mean i've i've got a couple here and oh yeah yeah there, there's at least fucking seventeen thousand fucking like dick moves in this movie and it is ted basically creeping on the whole neighborhood P- particularly when what why is he even at the karate is it because his son's there as well yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure his son must be the one holding the blocks because he looks fucking useless. Yeah, and Ted's getting all this attention from the other woman in the neighbourhood. And he says to one, I've got just the right tool for the job. Mate, um, you are the tool. Yeah. <laughs> you are the fucking oh, tool. So, so gross, that guy. Yeah. Uh, moves us over to question number three. This is a new question that I thought I'd try out and see what happens. What movie is this the inferior version of? And what movie is this the superior version of? <laughs> Yeah. So you have to say nice things now. Eat shit. <laughs> Eat wow. shit. Yeah, you'll you'll see soon how nice they are. <laughs> um, I'm not always the most imaginative with these ones, but it's inferior to Toy Story. Like there's similar themes here, mm. trying to trying to retrieve a toy. Uh, but on the plus side, it's superior to Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Did you Google worst movies of all time and you're like, okay, that one will do. <laughs> Maybe I should have to get something a, a little bit more relative, but no, that did immediately come to mind. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like the set upon man who's on a mission to like write things on, on Christmas. And I was thinking of like Griswold and Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, you, you Die Hard is obviously up there as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, like the kind of the... The, the battle one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other one is like a man who's beset upon and, you know, like goes out of his way to make things easier for a person he loves. But it's this movie is way superior to is The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It's been like about 50 episodes since we shared on The Notebook, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to go back and listen to our episode on The Notebook, there's one of our more classic episodes. 
Uh, yeah. I think famous for the fact that I didn't actually give it a score. It was like much you said, oh, so what are you screwing this? I just went, oh, shit. And he goes, yeah, that's right, it's shit. And we just left it at that. I would love to do a re-record of that, but unfortunately Same. it would mean that I'd have to watch it again. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't want to do. I don't think we're ever going to top figuring out that, you know, your son Noah was born around the same time as The Notebook came out. <laughs> yeah. So your son yeah. is named after The Notebook. Yeah, yeah. That's... Don't remind me of that fact, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to get brought up in divorce proceedings everywhere. And he looks a little bit like Ryan Gosling too. What's going on here? Young Hercules himself. <laughs> was he filming in New Zealand at that? No, because he was be filming The Notebook. Okay. Anyway, let's move on before before the shit gets played in court. Uh, what's question number four, Co? What was, and and this is, this is a big one, what was the biggest load of bullshit in this film? Uh, but a little peek behind the curtains, but we actually decided that we we're going to give you a rundown on all our other runners-up at the end of the <laughs> podcast, because there, there's a lot, right? The, like, how do you even quantify what the biggest load of bullshit is? Arnie punches out a reindeer, and then the very next scene is on the bears with him. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dad walks into a house that's smouldering <laughs> with yeah. a smashed window and a flaming head that's been kicked out of it. It's like, all right, let's just go to the fucking parade. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just going to leave your house on fire? Well, this is fucking with this cruise. I'm trying to clap these fucking neighbors' cheeks. I'm like, I want some strange. I don't want to fucking hang around here and put up with mopey fucking dickhead and yeah. root off the broken nose reindeer. Yeah, he wants to get his turbo man on. <laughs> exactly. And and the reindeer KO'd on the floor going in a drunken man's voice. Arr. <laughs> weird, weird It's like stuff. an off-cut from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean or something. More like Pirates of the Porno, but it's like it's off cuts out of one of them just <laughs> on that same thing. Um when when Sinbad's being held at gunpoint, which I think is just after they accost the uh the DJ in the studio. Yep. yep. There's no way the cops would have let him reach into his bag to grab out whatever he was grabbing. He would have been like <laughs> shot about sixteen times. Yeah. By four different police officers immediately. Not only does he pull out a box, but he then goes to pull out a fucking detonator. <laughs> the only reason why I think those cops didn't shoot was because they formed a circle around <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, they shoot each <laughs> They're other. more likely going to fucking blow each other away than fucking hit him. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's like a. That must have happened in a Fast and Furious scene, surely. <laughs> you, yeah. You'd expect it, right? I feel like it has, but yeah, that's a must good explanation for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I th- I thought a whole bunch of bullshit was. Can we save this for the end? We've got a million. Okay. No, no, no. Continue. Can you? Okay. What, what else you got? What else you got? It was the whole Turbo Man jetpack. Like. Oh, okay. So okay, that well, flies it. around in this tiny jetpack for about two minutes, and I'm like, what kind of crazy military technology is this that it's in a civilian application? Okay, so so let's do our other ones that we've got at the end. Like, let's do them now. That one of them was that, like, how did Arnie not splinter himself into a million fucking pieces the second he turned that jet back on? Yeah. Like, he should have been a fucking red blotch on the side of a building. <laughs> yeah. Part suit, mostly blood, but part slu- suit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. None, while we're talking about suits, how did Mara knock out that guy and conservatively... Three seconds later, has put on <laughs> suit. the entire Dementor suit from start where to go, and he's ready to zip line. Myron, who, who can't even fucking run, uh, uh, like keep up a pace with Arnie along a road, is able to zip line. 
<laughs> onto a parade and land perfectly in the middle of a fucking float. <laughs> the the best part about that whole sequence was when Sinbad falls at the end off the top of the building and the entire crowd goes, Yay! Yeah! <laughs> we just Woo! witnessed a celebrate a guy falling 30 meters to his death. <laughs> you can't spell manslaughter without man's laughter. <laughs> it's like, wow. He hasn't even hit the pavement yet, people. <laughs> okay. Hey, while we're talking about suits, how does no one recognize him? Sorry, how does his <laughs> wife and kid not recognize him? Well, Jamie, I am clearly your fucking father. Because how many other motherfuckers are rolling around this town with a barely modulated Austrian voice <laughs> yeah. that are as ripped as this shit? Yeah. And the worst part of that was... Well, Jamie. They, they, made, a, they <laughs> made a point. Well, Jamie. <laughs> they made a point of before he got into the suit, with some plot exposition of saying, oh, you've got the voice modulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work. <laughs> the goggles, they do nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, conceivably, there's a large uh, population of middle-aged Austrian men in Minneapolis, but, well. Oh, at least, at least a couple of thousand, bro. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, the other ones that I've got here, presenter named Gale Force. I mean, fuck, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, we had Gale Weavers on screen the year before, and that was a fucking push. You know, like, Gale Force? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And then, oh, um, the other one, too, is that the, at one point there, which I believe is Vern Troyer, many me out of thing, it, we've got a little man, a little person sitting on his shoulders, and then the the giant, giant fucking Santa Claus punches that dude, and he flies 40 metres through the air at, like, a dead straight trajectory. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. there's no curvature to him. <laughs> Find the curve. The Earth's flat. I'm just fucking putting it out there now. Here comes my flat Earth conspiracy. But he doesn't fucking curve, so that means the, the Earth's flat. Like, talking about biggest loads of bullshit as well, he decides to pick a fight 50 or 60 different fucking Santas at once. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, okay, you're Arnie. I get it. This isn't Commando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not fucking packing heat. One of these guys has got a taser. He's going to taser you up the fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he does. But it's like, what the fuck are you fucking thinking? Yeah. Oh, tasered in the butthole. That was, that was a good, um, good reference back to that Lonely Island song. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was great. Anyway, those were the biggest loads of bullshit in this film. I mean, I feel like we've only just fucking <laughs> we've scratched the surface. Scratched there. the surface there, really. <laughs> uh, question number five is a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mates Nick Haskins. Merry Christmas, Nick. I hope you have a lovely time with your lovely partner and uh, eat a whole lot of uh, good food. Uh, his question: What type of meal is this film? It is clearly an overcooked Christmas turkey. <laughs> Again, way too long. Pushing the way same. too long because an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, at least an hour too long. <laughs> Fuck you. Pushing the same gag over and over again. Oh yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, you're a dick. I've gone with fruitcake. Fruitcake. <laughs> I don't. I, I How fru- is that any better? Uh, you're right. It's like I eat fruitcake once a year and. But I'd probably still go for it. If somebody put it in front of me, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I only ever had bad fruitcake, but I'm sure this time it's not going to be bad. Oh, man. If somebody bought me a fruitcake, I would. I don't know what I'd do with it, but I wouldn't eat it. I actually got you one for Christmas. It's inside in the fridge. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, question number six. Kahoo. 
what two characters best represent the other two podcasters, and one of these will be Machu and Absentia. Yeah, exactly right. I, I put this question in there thinking Machu was going to be here because I don't think that there's ever been a character committed to film who best represents Machu as much as Sinbad's character in this is Machu. If anybody knows Machu, that dude is Machu. Machu will pretend he's got a bomb to try and get himself out of situations. I'm pretty sure I've been in a taxi with him before. He's refused to pay the taxi driver and claimed he has a bomb. You know, he does rants outside of toy stores. It, like, it was like the whole time I was like, I'm watching Machu. And then right at the end, he gets dressed up as a dude with a giant fucking head. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? It's Machu. Um, the other one, you're clearly the policeman, Kahu. Like, if anything oh, yeah. could go wrong, it's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now, how many times have you had a bomb blow up in your face? Yeah, uh, uh, more than once. Exactly. Yeah. We almost convinced, uh, I feel, I feel, it's, it's like one of these things, it's like if you go over to one of your mates' place and you're like, oh, what are you cooking for dinner? And they're like, oh, we're cooking you spaghetti bolognese. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I like spaghetti. And it's like, oh, we know you like steak and we were going to cook you a steak, but then we decided to cook spaghetti. <laughs> and you're like, why the fuck would you tell me that? And I'm going to do that to this podcast. Stacy was almost on this. <laughs> Stacy was almost on this. Um, I I also had a character for Stacy. I think she's the radio host. Oh, I feel like she is often a clueless participant in some grand schemes that <laughs> are fucking terrifying. So that's Stacy. I have a recollection that I've, I've heard the spag bowl steak story before. Yeah, I think most people have, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting, because I've actually got you as the DJ. I, I could just see you at like, a room surrounded by, let's just say, curated films. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all this shit blows up. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Brought this on myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Machu, I'm going as Mall Santa. Having some kind of scheme going on. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> and he, he's some bad in the mall centre, right? That is that is much. Who. Yeah, yeah. Overcharging for something that ends up not being the the quite correct thing. In a situation where people have trust in him as well and think, oh, this guy's a nice guy, you know, he's <laughs> doing his thing, he's keeping the kids happy. No, he's dodgy as fuck. He's got some side hustle going that no one else knows about. Yeah. He wouldn't be bad Santa level robbing the fucking mall, but he'd have something going on that's pretty shady. Well, the only reason I could think of for all the people working in that weird kind of North Pole elf factory being dressed as Santa is they've got some kind of uh, Fast and the Furious escape plan going on. <laughs> you know how there's in that one movie and they all take off in all the cars to try and confuse yeah. the cops? Don't ask me which one it was because all of those movies run into each other. Probably all of them. <laughs> but that's all I could think of. It's like, yeah, why they're working in Santa suits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, instead of like, let's all just wear shit, I don't know, it's mid-90s cargo pants and like a hey, white- Don't stare at me while saying the word cargo pants. A what, black what do you mean singlet, I still wear them? Like, hey, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> this racial- we can, we can blend into the crowd with that. No, let's wear Santa suits. Stop we... racially profiling me as an average white dude who grew up in the 90s. This is fucking d- disappointing. Code. While we try to escape. So that was a bit bizarre. I wear black vests, black tanks, as they call them in America. Black I wear tanks. black tanks and cargo pants all the fucking time. I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> Fuck you. Bring it. Hey, I mean, it has been a while since cargo pants. Maybe we need to bring them back. Yeah. 40-year-old. Some people are. 40-year-old. Men with however many kids we have between us. Too uh, many. <laughs> um, yeah. 
leading, being the leaders in the fashion world again. What about three quarter shorts or three quarter pants? Do you remember three quarter when? shorts? Hey, hey, hey! I three stopped wearing pants. those not that long ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it was maybe five years ago. <laughs> I used to have them, and as a short man, it was often like, "Have you just hemmed your pants a little bit too high?" Like, go. "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> I think, I think maybe after uh, after the Lord of the Rings movies were were released, it was like. Oh, actually, three-quarter pants. <laughs> Not yeah. a great idea. They're on the way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Question number seven, fan favourite. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having suits? Yeah, and disclaimer that this is an actual line out of the film probably representative of a lot of films of this era. Oh, this is going to be good. Not my own views, but it's uh, Sinbad, and I can't quite remember what point of the film. <laughs> he says at one point, Sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a few lines in this movie that were a bit... Massively racist, right? Massively racist. Massively racist. But that one definitely takes the cake. Oh, that definitely takes the cake. Uh, I've got another bad line of when he like manages to get one of the balls in the tube of man drop. And then he like runs out of the fucking mall, and, he, and then Arnie goes, "That man has two balls. <laughs> he's got two. And then he gets beset upon by the entire fucking crowd. And as he's going down, he goes, "Oh, that's my ball, Runny King, Runny King." I'll yeah. be like, "Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck have I just done?" Yeah. Oh, and and yeah, I think we figured out that probably when this was being filmed, it was only three years after the LA riots. Yes. So. But in a in a like a Christmas family comedy like this, like what? in a Christmas family comedy, there's yeah. fucking two, not one, two bomb scares, and one of them actually is a fucking bomb. Yeah. This is a Christmas I mean, film. Yeah, making fun of a dude that like literally got beat within an inch of his life. I mean, yeah, wow. The only way it could have been worse was if. Uh, the roles in that scene were reversed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, was... yeah. If Arnie was going down yelling Rodney King. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, question number eight. What is it, Kahu? What side character or characters had their lives absolutely ruined by the events in this movie? Okay, so we're talking about Arnie flying around town as fucking Turbo Man, like during the parade. At one point there, he does the like comical Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes style smashes through one oh, yeah. side of the building yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he does the spin and he smashes through one side of the building comes out the other side he goes through this this poor African American family is sitting down to have their Christmas dinner the day before Christmas let's not get into that yeah. but sitting down and they say let us pray and they all join hands and arms to pray he blows through this building and we discover that everything he blows past just immediately flies off the wall falls over and all this <laughs> other shit never mind when he goes through the crowd he probably killed every fucking person in the crowd that he flew past but like he destroys this person's house uh, this family's house blows through one side destroys it dinner blows through the other side Try explaining that to your insurance agent. Yeah. What were you doing? Oh, we were sitting down for dinner and Turbo Man flew through the fucking window <laughs> and destroyed my fucking lounge and then flew out the fucking other side of it. Try explaining that. <laughs> Turbo Man. Okay, rejected. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And the best part of that scene was that this family is seemingly totally oblivious of probably the parade of the year <laughs> going right. on right outside their window. <laughs> You're like, maybe they don't want to go to the parade. Why would you live in the middle of fucking town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in the middle of fucking town. The parade's outside your window. You've got the best view of the fucking city. Yeah, I was thinking. Let us pray. Let us have lunch. Maybe they're like anti-commercialism or something. But then, yeah, why live in the city? Why? Bizarre. 
Um, <laughs> my one was the uh, the guy that plays Booster in the parade getting basically internal injuries from being shoved off the stage, <laughs> like which is probably a good sort of four to five meter drop onto his back. And then all the kids that are watching the parade just totally laying into him. <laughs> Nobody likes Booster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, to be fair, that was quite a good gag during the movie that nobody likes Booster. <laughs> nobody likes Booster. <laughs> yeah. Poor not guy. only that, there's, there's not one, but there's 10 opportunist kids that are like, time to kick the shit out of Booster. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, Christmas has come early. Let's kick the shit out of Booster. <laughs> Uh, question number nine is a Patreon question comes courtesy of our mate Julio of the Contrarians Contrarians are an awesome podcast where they take a film that's universally hated like this and argue why it's awesome do this if you haven't already guys I want to hear it uh, the question what is your most controversial opinion about this film well I don't know if it's that controversial but it's not going to be that controversial <laughs> uh, this, this film is just a reflection of everything wrong with Christmas yes that's the, not that controversial the rampant commercialization and really the that's the true meaning of christmas i've already been over this well but the film is is more than that it's just it's basically saying that it's okay to buy the love of your children yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. how else am i gonna do it like basically you can succeed as a parent if you just buy the love of your children yes absolutely what fucking planet do you live on (laughs) spend time with them (laughs) yeah does that i do love that the 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 biggest mall I don't know, no, the biggest department store in New Zealand, I don't know what you call it, they, ha- they have a saying above the door as you're exiting, which is the best thing you can spend on your children is time. And it's like, yeah, you put that on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, this is pretty controversial. I think this might be the best acting that Arnie has ever done. <laughs> it's very controversial. It'd be top three for me. It'd be top three. I mean, Terminator is a given, given that it's like, he doesn't have to do much. You know, so he's not really acting there. Like, at least in this, like, I feel sympathetic for him, you know? (laughs) One could say it's a low bar. And one could also say that the Terminator franchise fits his talents very well. That's true. Similar to (laughs) Keanu being perfect for the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah. A confused dumb... No, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to dunk on Keanu. I love you, M from Verbal Diorama. I can't do that to you. Question 10. New question. What is it, Kahu? Mm, what character is the most likely to have ended up in hospital for sex-related injuries? It's the police officer, right? It's the... I mean, he's perpetually having these accidents. Even when Arnie's not there, he's running to the back of buses and shit like that. That guy has accidentally stuck something in the wrong place and ended up with something that shouldn't have happened to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's had something go wrong. And, he and he's got age on his side. And he probably also has access to a taser. Correct, and handcuffs, mm-hmm. and a police baton. Mm. <laughs> well, that got dark. <laughs> um, I'm going with I'm going with Ted. Like, what oh, a, he's so creepy. Whatever so people did instead of Tinder in the mid '90s, he would be all over that. But I think it would actually be his partners that would be injuring him, mainly due to retaliation from all the sifty things he'd be saying during. Yeah, and, that, and yeah. that creepy voice that he has. A lot of women would kill to be in your position right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> All runners up for my worst quote here after six. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, question number eleven: What's something that you noticed in this film that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? So when he's 
when Turbo Man's fighting, uh, I was going to say the Necromancer, but it's the Dementor uh, on top of the parade. Isn't Harry Potter Dementors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, interesting. J.K. Rowling's a hack. Yeah. Um, she's a lot of things, actually, but yeah, she is. And Turbo Man, is, he's firing off his metal discs uh, at Dementor, which, funnily enough, seemed to miss his face entirely, but always had him, like, on the top of his helmet and on his shoulders and stuff. But anyway... Well, it, look, when there's fishing wires running directly to those parts, where do you, else do you expect them to hit, Kahu? <laughs> but there's another one, and he actually he fires off a metal disc that misses him and goes into the crowd and probably, like, totally scalps some poor kid. <laughs> well, when you want to get away with a legitimate murdering of children, how else are you going to do it, Kahu? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, didn't, they didn't follow the health and safety plan, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the one for me is that the Giant Center is literally the Giant from WCW and WWE. Uh, Paul the Giant White or whatever his name was, but yeah, he was the Giant, and then he became known as the Big Show. He was like, oh, the Big Show, yeah, yep. yeah, one of the one of the larger wrestlers. And then Mini Me Vern Troyer, I believe, was the little person on top of uh, Arnie's shoulders that got punched out by him. Yeah, right, right. Um, other thing was in the uh, when they're in the radio studio studio. Sinbad is just really, really sweaty. Yes! <laughs> like, I found that just really, it was just really off-putting. He's <laughs> like, man, he's really sweaty. <laughs> like, he, he's legitimately run at about one mile per day <laughs> to get to that fucking radio station, but yet he is the sweetiest man. Yeah. And it's like, it's meant to be freezing cold as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bizarre. Question number 12 is a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Chris Yenny. You're the fucking man, Chris. And a Merry Christmas to you and yours as well, bro. Hope you have a good one. What's his uh, question there, Kahu? Yeah, question 12. What on the nose song would you drop into this movie and where? I'm not the man they think I am at all. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Oh, Out and nice. John. I like that. Because he isn't the man they think I am at all. They didn't yeah. realize that it is him. And he's a rocket man. That's that's a lot more clever than mine, although uh I'm pretty sure I've used it about a million times as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Don't Stop Me Now by Queen when when he launches the, the Turbo Man rockets as well. Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> Yawn. That, that answer's getting deleted. Moving <laughs> on to question number. We'll just go with Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. Like, oh, we both chose Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah we both chose Rocket Man. Insert edit here, insert music here. <laughs> Top quality podcasting. Question number 13. What was the stupidest decision by an otherwise smart character? Uh, so, Officer Hummel is clearly smart enough to be on the bomb squad for 10 years. But still, right. he, he opens the bomb and it blows up in his face. And I mean, even though he has a lot of accidents in this film, he's he's clearly smart enough to be in the right place at the right time or the wrong time. He keeps saying he's smart enough. He was been on the bod squad for 10 years, but he's been demoted to just a beat cop. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Maybe he retired. Maybe he had a uh, Keanu Reeves and Speed <laughs> difficult experience. <laughs> Top quality movie. <laughs> 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 The one for me is just Troy McClure trying to smash a woman who's married to a guy named Howard Langston. (laughs) Like, we'll get into it because I've got ideas on how the fuck a very thickly Austrian accented man has the all American name of Howard Langston, (laughs) similar to Bloodsport, where, oh, it was a Bloodsport, I think it's Bloodsport, where John Claude Van Damme's name is Fred Dukes. (laughs) Just like, yeah, that guy's not a Fred Dukes. But like, he's. Like, 
At what point do you think hitting on Arnie's wife is ever going to work out in your favour? Yeah. You can't bench press your way out of this one. The dude's broken into your house and tried to steal your kid's toys. You don't think he's got any moral quandary about beating the fuck out of you in the street? I mean, he's a guy that will punch a reindeer, so he's going to have no problems (laughs) punching you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, not that I think Ted was all that smart, though, really. I mean, he's not. The most intelligent man. No, I don't I, think so. I'll throw it out there as well. Like, at least he has a, like, talking about the whole stealing thing, like, Arnie's stealing the toy. Like, at least he has a change of heart. But, like, you can kind of see it as, like, it's a crime of passion, really. He's, like, mm. son hates him and, you know, fair enough, to be honest, at this point. But, mm. like, yeah. Well, anyway. Moves uh, us over to my personal question. So, yeah, I mean, touching on that, how, how did Arnie's character get the name Howard Langston? Well, I think Howard is a link through to Howard Stark from Iron Man. Okay, you were you trying to... Turbo Man, Iron Man, you know. Right, right, okay. Um, And I don't know about Langston. (laughs) Who knows? It's just a name pick from somewhere. I mean, Lang is like an old word for long, and this movie was too long. So Jesus Christ, what a stretch for that one, (laughs) guy. Oh, I see what you did there, Sam. (laughs) The only... The only explanation I could have, and again, this would reiterate as to why the fuck are you trying to hit on this guy's wife, as these former special forces of some sort of European team, maybe a team that had to go hunt an alien in the middle of <laughs> Central America. Uh, Predator, what a fucking great film. But anyway, like he, he and he's like being put into witness protection, or he's had his name changed, you know, to like assimilate into society. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. And again, these are all things that like a smart person would look at and go, his name's Howard Langston, he's got a thick Austrian accent, I kind of maybe shouldn't fuck with a guy like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sort of makes sense. Like, Because I was like, even if he's adopted, like, you're not going to adopt an 18-year-old man who's got a fully developed accent, yeah. are you? Like, I was like, how the fuck is this? How the fuck does he have this accent? Oh, don't ask too many like- questions. Hyperbole sandwich all the way. This is an amazing film. Maybe he was a long-term exchange student in Austria. I don't know. From when he was like four. Yeah, pretty much. Question number two, at what point would you have gone, fuck this, and not bother getting a son the Christmas present? I mean... And we're, we're, we're great dads, right? So Yeah, probably pretty early on I would have bit the bullet and made my apologies like after maybe the first or second store, but definitely after I dropped the $400 on the Spanish Turbo Man, that was a fraud. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. be like, I'm not spending any more money, gas money or anything, trying to sort this shit out. I've had my car destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I've just spent well, 300 bucks, wasn't it, on, on a, yeah. The part for me would have been the part where I'd come across as some sort of predator, you know, like <laughs> I'm getting attacked by a whole bunch of mums in a fucking ball <laughs> yeah, pit. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm, I'm done. Okay, that being said, if my son was like, I really want this toy, he'd be like, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And here's Booster. Exactly. Exactly. As someone who hasn't brought his kids Christmas presents and probably won't, (laughs) I'm not really in the right position to be commenting on this. And then, anyway, I'm talking about the toy. At the end, Jake Lloyd's character, what is his name? Jamie. Jamie. Jamie has a change of heart and decides to give his toy to Sinbad. This was another big load of shit. Is like he gives the toy to Sinbad. He's like, "Thanks, kid." It's like, at what point is this guy ever going to get a chance to give this to his son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's being hauled off to fucking jail right now. <laughs> yeah. Like conservatively, how long do you reckon he's in jail for? Uh, I, I went with three consecutive life sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's. He has, he has. I was expecting it, but at the same time, I still laughed. Yeah. He, 
It didn't actually kill anybody, did he? No, they did make the point of going back to the scene of the bomb to make you sh- make sure that you know that there's some wacky tunes level shit again. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're expecting is you know, like when Daffy Duck gets his bill blown around to the other side of the mouth, you're expecting the police officer his lips to be on the other side of his head, yeah. and he's holding the bomb. So, yeah, I mean, even it, even though it shattered, like you know, like caused an earthquake in the building. Yeah, I mean, he did he didn't knowingly know it was a bomb, even though he didn't make it. So. Yeah. Still attempted murder. Yeah. And still another attempted murder in front of a whole group of people. Yeah. Child abduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, his kids got the toy. I'm sure he's happy about that. He's got- there, there's a side character's life's ruined. Your yeah. dad, who was yeah. in a like, you know, stable job, unstable person in a stable job, now has gone to jail. <laughs> yeah. Never gonna see him again. I mean it, it seems like uh Sinbad's character doesn't see his son the entire time for this movie. Like, at least uh, Arnie's character, you know, he kind of sees his son every now and then. I feel like pops he, into the family. Like, I feel like you don't want to see Sinbad's son because then you form sympathy for him as a character. And he's supposed to be the villain. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean... I yeah. also don't feel like there was actually a son. Well, yeah, yeah, controversial opinion there. Yeah. Well, not so controversial. Yeah, maybe there is no son and he just wanted to flog it off on Craigslist or something. Oh, probably. Because <laughs> it was a special edition one too. It wasn't just the standard. It's true. Mm. It was. Mm. All right, your questions, Kahu. Yeah, so how long do you think they spent thinking up the name Turbo Man? Oh, I, it's, fuck. Pitch meeting. Hey, we need a, a superhero character. Okay, what about Superman? Um, Tom, you're fired. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Come up with come up with something else. Uh, Wonder Man. No, Marvel has a character named Wonder Man. Turbo Man. Brilliant. Done. Okay. Next. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, have some more lines of cocaine. That being said, apparently these guys that wrote this film got sued by another dude who wrote the plot of a movie, and that movie and this movie had something like thirty six plot coincidences of like the exact oh, same right. plot, but then it got overturned in two thousand and four when it was later proved that the Fox or whoever produced this movie had no way of actually physically of being able to have read the original movie before this movie got made. So how could they have copied it? Ah, uh, right, right. Crazy, right? Yeah. I was like, how? How? First of all, how's there thirty six different <laughs> plot points in these films? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get Turbo Man for my son. Okay, <laughs> that's it. I yeah, I reckon they they probably just use the most like just the stupidest one the most like noticeable sounding name yeah i that's mean basically it i mean what what other 90s name could you come up with zap man yeah, nitro like man fast man or something fast you know? man it's, yeah it's that kind of level yeah speedy man <laughs> much his nickname after six <laughs> speedy man speedy man don't come back so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Machu. Uh, I love it when he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> My second question, uh, what does a giant, why does a giant pink cat need underwear? So he can hide his erection. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. I mean, I, I mean genitalia, obviously. I mean, so that no one sees his genitalia. It's like when Donald Duck wanders around with a little top on, but he never wears pants. But then when he gets out of the shower, he puts a towel around himself. It's like, true, you know. I reckon maybe he hides the smokes in there. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably has a meth pipe in there. 
<laughs> Booster was not a. I, I loved how it was plot exposition for a character inside the film. You know, like <laughs> wave to the crowd, use a turbo boost, <laughs> beat up the dement. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do feel a bit sorry for for Booster. He has to deal with a lot of fan hate. <laughs> I can't believe he just got the shit kicked out of him by a group <laughs> of kids. <laughs> After conservatively breaking at least four vertebrae. <laughs> Do you know one of the funniest parts of this film? Oh, was, there's a lot of funny parts in this <laughs> no, film. No, like when I genuinely laughed was uh, in juxtaposition to the whole booster beating situation was when Turbo Man flies into that, like the person that's in a box costume, like as a, a Christmas oh, yeah, yeah, gift yeah. box. And all the like the people who are dressed up as baubles surrounding him come over like all concerned to look over him. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> There's nothing in this movie that looks ridiculous, Kevin. <laughs> all right, what's your last question? Uh, last one is, who is the worst dad in this film? And as Sam reminded me, there's actually three candidates. There are three candidates, and they're all as terrible as each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, at, at what point do you... I mean, Sinbad's going to jail, so, I mean, he's he's clearly yeah. the out-and-out winner. That being said, fucking Troy McClure is going to jail for some sort of fucking crime very soon, I would guess. And I wouldn't be surprised if Arnie got arrested after this fucking film. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Troy McClure was like, hey, that was the dude that fucking broke into my house and then kicked a flaming skull, <laughs> like yeah. a flaming ornamental head, out of my lord, broke my window, all that sort of shit, punched out a reindeer. By the way, got that reindeer drunk in my backyard, so, you know... <laughs> yeah. SBCA or animal cruelty, cruelty. Yeah. He's, he's fucking going to jail for something. And then immediately the second Arnie's in jail, he's going around and just lettering onto Liz. So he, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I, I, I think in order of least worst to most worst, I'd yeah. probably have Sinbad as least worst. Really? Only because he has the best excuse out of him and Arnie of not having the present and that he's working long hours. Right. Whereas Arnie is obviously super successful and just puts his work above everything else. Easily could have got his assistant to run out and grab one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but thirdly, it's got to be Ted is the worst because he's a schemer, you know? Like, he deliberately tries to come across to everybody as being this really nice guy. They're the worst, right? And he's, he's scheming behind the scenes to... Um, to try and get in Liz's good books and get in Liz's good books. Yeah, by yeah. good books you mean pants, right? Yeah, euphemism alert. <laughs> um, as well as everybody else on the street. So, yeah. Although I'm saying that Arnie like uses nepotism and tells the whole crowd <laughs> to just just give this toy to his son. Oh, Jamie, I am your father. <laughs> and okay, uh, Darf. I I did love how his um. Uh, Arnie's emotional apology face was almost exactly the same as his normal face. Best acting we've ever seen from Arnie, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, are his eyes turning slightly red? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that moves us down to our final question, which is a Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of our mate Nutrovert. You are also the man. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Uh, much love to you. This question... When was the perfect time for a bathroom break? And if you say the entire film, Kahu, you are getting punched in the dick. You're getting tasted in the butthole. You're getting everything that happens to any character in this film. Uh, no, not the entire film. Uh, it was just the kind of the, the toy store to toy store search early on. Yeah. It's just a bit like, yeah. nah, you're doing the same thing over and over again. 
talking about biggest loads of shit. Sale assistants laughing in the face of a <laughs> huge Austrian man <laughs> who's clearly desperate. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the fuck are you going to do? Uh, I did love that too because both of those guys had just the best punch me faces. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, One of them's kind of a successful actor, right? The guy out of Archer, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's, he's been in quite a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, so good. The, the type of that like annoying little kid at primary school that was just always cheeky to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they kind of run away too fast and... Yeah, they're so <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Sam was that kid. Um, <laughs> they get away with everything because the teachers were protective of them and all of that. Oh, I didn't stuff. have that. <laughs> Man, the day they slipped my bike tires before I got to the <laughs> before I got to the bike stand and found out. Oh man, that was the day they got me locked in a cage. Yeah, yeah, and of course Sam would have said, "You you forget that." I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, no. Took me a week to get out of that cage. <laughs> Every teacher that walked past me was just like, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the answer from me is the um, bit where he's, some bears ranting outside the store. I was just like, oh, just fucking get over it. It felt to me like Sinbad had asked for that as part of the role. I was like, I want to go on a mean rant. I want to go on a mean rant. And like, you know, like do some of my comedy. And they're like, okay, here's your, here's your chance. Yeah. And he did his thing. And I don't know. I, I had no idea this guy was so successful. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I looked him up today, I was like, has he done anything else? I remember him being in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And I was like kind of a mockery because it was him and the guy from Matchbox 20. Oh, right. <laughs> and they were like in a, an insane asylum and one of them was like imagining them or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They're taking the piss about two washed up people sort of thing. But yeah. Do you, do you reckon he improvised a lot of his lines in this yes. film? Yep. Yeah. 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 I think so. I reckon those bomb scenes were probably improvised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's used to bombing on stage. <laughs> oh, Sinbad, he's probably listening to this going, <laughs> fuck you, clown. <laughs> what have you ever done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> anyway, that takes us down to the end. Thank you so much to everybody out there for listening. I'm so happy to be back and dropping an episode on you guys. It's been ages. I mean, we did the... Did the Black Panther episode, but it's been a long time since we've done an episode. We will be back in the new year, semi-regularly. We're going to drop to fortnightly episodes for a bit as we adjust to life and run up to 250. I don't know if we're going to end the podcast at 250, but we are rapidly approaching 250. And I've always wanted to do my favorite film, which is Empire Strikes Back. And I may consider doing that for the episode 249, but then we might actually have a massive drink off for episode 250. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, for some people. <laughs> You're just going to get better answers, bro. We've been through this. Actually, last time around, I didn't do too badly. It was yeah, because I paid off one of the judges to be nice to you. <laughs> it was that first time around I got shat on. <laughs> and the second time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes trains, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's a fucking helicopter girl. You've got to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I did remember that. She just hadn't seen the film. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, um, thanks, thanks for you. Thanks for joining us, Kahu. Yeah. Did you have fun watching this movie? <laughs> you sent me a message today saying there's something sad about watching this film by yourself on your laptop. I, I actually, I think I ended up watching it in three settings. <laughs> three just sittings, sorry. 
Yeah, I just <laughs> three settings. Yeah. One one was on the couch. One was outside with the wind blowing in my hair, and the yeah. third was in line at the supermarket. Yeah, it was for a movie that's an hour and a half. Taking three <laughs> different settings to watch it was, yeah, not not the biggest recommendation. You're pretty much talking about dad life here. I mean, that's my problem at the moment is I legitimately cannot watch a movie from start to finish. I'm always watching films in like five different. I just watched June for the second time. Seven goes at it. <laughs> Seven. Go- I mean, I know it's a long film, but like twenty to thirty minutes at a time. Actually, no, I haven't finished. I've got an hour to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm even like that with TV series now. As soon as I see oh, eight episodes, most of them are about an hour long. I'm like, yeah, right. If it's an anthology, maybe. <laughs> Anything else? Oh. I'm like, that'll take me a good month to watch. I can't believe we almost got Stacey here. Me, we watched this as a family on Saturday night. Like oh, yeah. we watched, we watched this film. That's probably the first time in ages that we've actually managed to watch like most of the film. Fern fell asleep. Yeah. So she's kicked out of the family. How can you not like this film? <laughs> but like, it's the same thing. Like, I always crack up with Stacey because I'm like, let's watch a movie. Let's watch something that's contained start to finish, two hours. Nah, nah, I don't have time for that. Three episodes of fucking, um, like, uh, I don't know, the Ozark or something later would look like... <laughs> We just watched four hours of fucking content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet we couldn't watch one two-hour movie. What the fuck? Oh, my, my issue is now that because uh, the boy's gaming all the time, like, yeah. I just don't get access to that real estate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to watch this film on your laptop. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Welcome to the Sad Bastards podcast. <laughs> on that note, I wish everyone has a happy holiday. I hope you stay safe and well. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear from us again in the new year. No idea what we're going to start the year off with. No idea. We'll yeah, it's see. It's been, been a bit light on the old movie release front. <laughs> Probably. We'll, we'll see what's going to be the Oscar contender. Otherwise, something like that. Anyway, anyway we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, that's thanks for me. See you later. Chirp. Chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Chirp.